It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams. Typically do a crossover this day, uh, doing our schedule preview series. We had a couple hiccups on getting that scheduled, so that may come tomorrow, may come next week, may double dip next week. Uh, as we only have a couple games left, we're up to week 15 versus the Dallas Cowboys on that schedule preview series. So uh, we are getting close to the end of it. We've had some great conversations from around the league. So we're going to continue that, just not today. So it's going to be me today, rocking solo, bringing you all the latest news, information, and updates from the Los Angeles Rams. Lockdown Rams, your team every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya, all those streaming apps and more. So hit the subscribe button, leave a review, tell us what's up. You can also reach out to us on social media, Lockdown Rams, all accounts. Ellie underscore Rambling Bear is my personal on Twitter. You can also hit us up on our Google number. That number is 657-345-4988. If you guys hit me up. Uh, you can text that number, you can call, leave a voicemail. If you leave a voicemail, we will play it on the show and answer your question. Uh, so we've got cuts coming up around the corner. So hit me up with your questions on maybe a player versus player, what you're thinking as far as the direction, if you want to hear about a certain player more than others, let me know. We'll play it on the show. We'll answer that live here on the show. And as we talk about cuts, we might as well just start right there. It's crazy. It's just around the corner. August 31st, that's 10 days away, the Rams will have to cut down to 53 players. Again, they can keep a practice squad, so there will be, of those 90, there's going to be a handful of guys that will stick around to be on the practice squad. But uh, McVay and Jared Goff talked about that today, so we'll actually just kick it over here. What's Sean McVay's thought on cut day, and how's that kind of coming together as of right now? Uh, You know, I think it's never a fun day. I think it's something that you know is inevitably around the corner, but... You know, when you're around these guys, these 90 guys, and, and, you know, right after, you know, you've spent the time building and developing relationships, and then you end up having to cut it down to 53. And fortunately, a good amount of those guys that you end up letting go are part of the practice squad. But it's never a fun thing. And, you know, what I've always learned from the great coaches or people that have kind of been through it is all you can do is be clear, open, and honest, and appreciative of what these guys have done, even if it doesn't work out. And that's why, for us, Lindsay, the thing that we want to make sure that we're doing is if it doesn't work out with the Rams, we're helping these guys put good stuff on tape, uh, trying to help put them in positions. And I think that's where, in a lot of instances, some of the guys that maybe – have already established themselves as, as guys we're counting on. It does help because you get a chance to play more and, and compete a little bit more in some of these preseason games than maybe uh, you would at some of the other clubs. Again, that was Sean McVay talking about the cuts that are coming up just 10 days away. You're going from 90 players to 53. You get to keep 10 practice players as well. Uh, I actually saw an article that these practice players make $8,000 a week. And if you stay on the practice squad all 17 weeks, you're making over $130,000 a year uh, during that time period. Not a bad gig for a practice player. I know your dream is to get into the NFL and produce at a high level and get that big contract. But 
Hey, not a bad deal if you didn't make that 53. Uh, you're still living out your dream, getting paid some pretty good dollars to go out there and play some football practice and get ready. And, you know, in the NFL world, anyone gets injured, uh, that's where they're looking to that practice squad if you fit that position to move on up. Obviously, uh, they can always go outside the building. And teams can, you know, pick from our practice squad if given a 53-man roster opportunity uh, not to join another practice team. They can't steal it that way, but they can take a practice player and get him onto an active roster. Uh, I think he's promised three game checks if that happens. So it is a good move for some of these guys to still be seen, to still be close to an organization. Sean McVay talked about there. Also helping guys get out and see other opportunities across the NFL. Sean McVay, uh, like many of the coaches these days, they understand this organization is a family, not only within their own team, but as an NFL as a unit. So uh, trying to continue to get guys opportunities. It's one of my favorite episodes in Hard Knocks, which is coming up here pretty soon. I think they just had episode three uh, this last Tuesday. Cut day on Hard Knocks is always really good because you get to see the coaches inside and how they really deliver that news the words they get to tell those players to try to encourage them to keep going. And really, man, the tough decisions that you have to make when you're coming down to this 53 guys. It's a tough it's a tough thing to break down. I mean, you know, really quickly here, just looking at the offense, you're looking at, you know, the Rams probably keeping two quarterbacks. I don't see them really going for a third and keeping him on the roster. Probably keep a third on the practice squad. I'm really hoping that John Wolford gets that push in these last couple games and makes that uh, jump over Allen. I just haven't been impressed, even though Allen has played better in the last couple days. The running back situation, you know we're keeping three. They signed Malcolm Brown. Todd Gurley's a no-brainer. And they drafted Daryl Henderson. So uh, those three guys are a lock. You're thinking John Kelly might get that push at number four. A wide receiver spot. They usually keep about six to seven. The way that this has been pretty competitive, you think that's going to be pretty average there. Tight ends, maybe another room that either expands or shrinks. Tight ends, we got two Higby and Everett, you want to call a guarantee. You got Johnny Munt and a handful of undrafted free agents that came in. So maybe they push it to three there. O-line, we know we're going to want to bring depth. So you're looking at probably seven to eight guys there. Uh, on the other side of the ball, you're looking at D-line. You want to keep about six, seven guys, depending on how that kind of stretches out. Um, linebacker position, again, with, with all the injuries that we've done. You're looking at about 10 players between the outside and inside position, especially when we're running a 3-4 defense. You want to have a guy that backs up everybody and then just a couple to hang out depending on injury. And we've seen that happen here with the Rams uh, going, continuing on. You're looking at the cornerback position, one of the deeper positions that we have on this roster. You're looking at potentially six cornerbacks making this roster. Obviously, the no-brainers of Peters, Tlaib, Nikel Roby-Coleman, David Long, you spent a draft pick on a guy, you're bringing him in, of course. Troy Hill signed an extension, uh, he'll be there. And then there's Kevin Peterson, who really has played his way to make a spot on this roster, a guy that can flip over to special teams as well. Uh, and safety, we're deep as well. John Johnson, Eric Weddle, Taylor Rapp. They spent a draft pick on Nick Scott, a guy who's shown really big time as far as special teams. They always talk about how Bones is loving this guy. He can do a little bit of everything. And then Marquise Christensen, a guy that might have really benefited from uh, the injury of Kaiser. This is a guy that kind of does that safety linebacker split, can get in there. We saw him kind of fill in that Mark Barron role last year as he was kind of splitting time with Rameek Wilson. Uh, so you're looking at that, and that leaves you just a couple special teams players. Kicker, snapper, punter, we know where that's going. So this is tough to make this football team. There's going to be a lot of guys that we liked, we loved, that aren't going to make this roster. Hopefully we keep them on the practice squad. But, you know, as we always talk about top to bottom, how deep this roster is, there's going to be a lot of 
teams around the NFL that aren't as deep at some of these positions that are looking at some of our guys going to the practice squad and kind of licking their chops going, man, the Rams are just producing products out there, especially in that undrafted free agent room. Uh, you're looking at guys want to participate and be with the Rams. You don't make the team. All of a sudden you find yourself on a practice squad. You might be an upgrade for some of these teams around the NFL. So something to keep an eye on. We're going to continue to talk about uh, how these roster battles are going, but we know that there's a solid amount of starters that we know are guaranteed a spot on this team, but there is a handful, you know, maybe three or four, not even spots up for grabs right now. And this is what these next two preseason games are really going to show us. All right, with that, we are off and running on the Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside, take a break. We'll be right back. Lockdown Rams Thursday right after this. Before we kick over to the next segment, guys, we got to talk about some sex. And I'm not just talking about regular old boring sex. I'm talking about that good, good, that good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. It's this easy. You got to go to bluechew.com. That's right. Like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime. Day, night, full stomach, empty stomach. It doesn't matter. They're chewable. So they work up to twice as fast as the pills. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Pun intended. Again, it isn't just for the guys who can't perform. We talked about this. This is for any guy who needs that extra little boost to get across the end zone in the bedroom. We're talking, I made the joke about the Rams only scoring three points in the Super Bowl. Well, well, we only mustered up three points again, so these guys must not be taking the blue chew. We got to get our second and third string some blue chew pills right away because, again, this performance is going to go up instantly. You're going to tell the difference right away. And right now, we've got a special offer just for our listener. Visit bluechew.com. Get your first shipment for free when using the promo code Locked On. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping. Again, bluechew.com, promo code Locked On. Try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. We'll be right back, Tuesday edition Locked On Rams, right after this. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Thursday edition, Lockdown Rams, your team every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. The first segment, we kind of talked about the roster moves and how that's shaking and moving, and we're looking at about 10 days till we really figure out what is really happening at the back end of our roster. A lot of question marks, and we'll find out here in due time. 
One thing that we did find out today as uh, Sean McVay had his press conference and Jared Goff had his press conference uh, was kind of the direction the Rams are going as far as a theme this year. Last year, they used the pyramid and had all different words as far as dedication, hard work, all those type of things, those key words that McVay uses all the time. Uh, This year, we found out that it's a compass, and it's actually funny. We got Jared Goff and Sean McVay explaining it. We'll start with Jared Goff, and then we'll work our way over to Sean McVay. Here's Jared Goff on the new theme to this 2019 season. They're they're all over the facility, but that's kind of our – last year it was a pyramid, and this year it's a compass. And it just has a lot of our core values of our team and a lot of the stuff that we try to hold ourselves to. And, you know, it involves accountability, dependability, communication, uh, both, ver- both both verbal and visual. There's a lot of little nuances to it that I'm sure he could uh, do a lot better of articulate than me. But it, it's a good reminder every day for us to um, be who we say we are and, and just continue to hold that standard high. I think the compass... Again, I think he, he can articulate it better, but the compass for us is, you know, it's it's navigating and, and it's kind of uh, a metaphor in a way for us to move forward in the right direction. Well, there you have it. There was Jared Goff talking about the new compass in the building. Uh, when you watch the video of him kind of rattling off some of the, the key words there, you start to see him look up in the sky and looking like, what other word is there? Oh, man, I shouldn't have started saying these words because now I have to probably finish a few more. He talks about Sean McVay could probably articulate it a little bit better. Well, here's Sean McVay kind of talking about it because he's, he's pretty accurate there. Oh, the compass? Yeah. You know what, I I think, uh, you know, as a coaching staff and, you know, you're always trying to just learn a little bit more and figure out different ways to really, you know, give messages, but you're inevitably, you know, you in essence are saying the same things. And I think we felt like as a coaching staff and then with some of the feedback from our players, uh, a compass is something that's relevant for us, you know, always use the core values and, and characteristics that we want to operate with on a daily basis to kind of help us stay the course. Inevitably, there's a lot of different distractions, uh, different adversities, uh, staying humble in some of the success that, that we've been fortunate enough to have. But I think this really just kind of represents, hey, how do we stay the course through a 16-game season? Hopefully, you give yourself a chance to play after that. And, and a compass is kind of something that we felt like was relevant, especially coming off uh, a good season, but, but making sure that we understand we got to produce in the present uh, be where our feet are planted, and, and what we did last year won't do anything for us this year, but it is something we can draw on as long as we learn from it, both the good and the bad. So there's your, uh, there's your reason. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, it, none of these are really my original ideas. These are all things that, you know, as a coaching staff and then whether it be reading books or acquiring different insight on, on very similar topics from a variety of things that, you know, I happen to enjoy. It, it's kind of a collaboration of things. You know, I... I saw the I saw the compass and, and kind of got the idea about that from you know Kevin Eastman wrote a book the best you know why the best are the best and he has something in there and it and I felt like it was relevant and, and resonated with with our football team and and then you say okay how can we put that in in Rams language and some of the things that we value based on what our players and our coaches you know deem important. Well, let's just say Jared Goff wasn't wrong. Sean McVay's answer probably about two times as long, two times more descriptive. And I got to thank him for the audio quality, too, because uh, my man speaks into the microphone. Jared, it seems like, I don't know if he's five feet behind the microphone, which he's not because I saw the film, but uh, we need a little bit more oomph in your voice, Jared, and help out for my uh, post-production. That would be great. I'll write you a letter later. I'll remind you. But a lot of good stuff from both the guys. Obviously, uh, McVeigh known for kind of his motivational player-coach type of relationship. 
and again, delivers on another insight, something to kind of rally the team around. I believe Jared said it in the first clip. Uh, this is something that they had back in April when they came back for OTAs. This is kind of the beginning of their season when they first met. This was the understanding. We're just finding out now, but uh, that's something that they've kind of been delivering through the message. And, and it brings a good one. Obviously, the compass, you know, tracking and finding your way, but also relying on those things that, that you know help get you to the end goal. And it goes back to basically the pyramid of, of all those things of dedication and hard work and, you know, delivering both on the field and off and all those things. So uh, another good one from Sean McVay. And you got to love that he doesn't take credit on this. This is something that he saw out of a book. He's talked about being around tons of coaches and taking all these things and making it into his own and, and bringing it into Rams language and those type of things. So uh, not out here trying to get any copyright credit from Sean McVay. That's for sure. So I thought that was interesting, uh, especially as we're getting ready for this, you know, 2019 season, the we not me was a really big movement here in changing the culture in Los Angeles Rams football. And Sean McVay is continuing to do that each year, this time with the compass. And I'm sure all the guys are buying in. And really, hopefully that compass is locked in on Miami, Florida, and will get us uh, heading south by the end of the year, because that is where uh, the next Super Bowl is. And that is the destination that all Rams fans and anyone in the Rams organization really has their eyes on right about now. So with that, we'll step aside. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to hear a little bit more from uh, Sean McVay as we look to this upcoming game on Saturday, the first appearance back at home at the Coliseum. We'll talk about that on the other side. Thursday edition Locked On Rams right after this. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back Thursday edition, Lockdown Rams, your boy Bear Motter breaking it all down. I appreciate you guys always listening. I see a bunch of numbers going up and up lately as we are getting closer to the season. So I appreciate the guys that are coming back and listening, guys and girls. Uh, we've got some awesome female listeners out there. So shout out to you guys as well that are here daily to get your updates and news on the Los Angeles football Rams. So we are excited to bring that to you. As I mentioned, we've got some exciting news coming around the corner. I'm just waiting for the thumbs up to give the approval to be able to share some of those things with you. So we've got some exciting things for the network that I'm excited to talk about. Don't forget to check out Locked On Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer. We had him on the show last Friday, delivered a bunch of awesome information about Los Angeles Rams and where the all those players rack up. If you're trying to get a bigger picture at the fantasy football world, make sure to check out Locked On Fantasy Football. He has over 20 years experience uh, when it comes to fantasy football, and he's breaking down start to sit, 
where you should be picking up these guys. Drafts are just around the corner. And in fact, if you're in the Lockdown Rams Fantasy Football, I just sent an email out, uh, well, yesterday, as you're listening to this uh, here on Thursday, that kind of uh, invites everyone to kind of join the group. So if you didn't see the email, go back, check it out. If you're in our group and haven't seen one, reach out to me and let me know. I'll make sure you get that information. But Vinny Iyer, Lockdown Fantasy Football, check it out. So as I mentioned, our first game at home in the preseason is coming this Saturday, and our only game at home. Our other one uh, was a home game in Hawaii, so this will be the first time in front of the home crowd this season, and really the first time they've been back in that stadium since that Dallas playoff game, that victory, uh, which was an amazing experience out at the Coliseum that night. I don't know if the preseason vibe is going to bring that much. We bring in the Denver Broncos. Uh, they've been banged up with a couple of their rookies, so some of their guys aren't going to play like quarterback. Uh, Drew Locke most likely not going to play. Tight end Noah Fant most likely not going to play. Uh, we'll see if they come out with Joe Flacco and get him some reps. Emmanuel Sanders has finally found his way back to the league after being injured almost all of last season with an Achilles. Sean McVay was asked again. Are we going to see some Rams starters? Because around this time last year is when we got to see a peek at a couple guys. Here's what he had to say. They did. Yeah, they played about that one series. We got the turnover, and then and then they were out of there. Yep. Yeah, that'll be off. That'll be off. There was re- the reason that we did that last year, Vinny, and really we, we kind of fell into it because we were planning on playing our offense last year, if you guys remember, but we had some injuries up front, and then it kind of had that snowball effect where – as a result of having some guys out, and then especially when you were playing, we were playing the Houston Texans, and you know they were going to play Clowney and Watt and some of those guys, and, and we didn't feel like that was going to be the smartest approach for us. We had some new people on defense that we were counting on, you know, the two new corners. We had Sue inside and, and, and some different continuity. You know, Corey starting at the Mike linebacker spot. So there was a lot of changes that we had that we felt like it was necessary. And then real quickly, you see those guys, you said, all right, those few plays were enough. So... Um, not that we have it figured out by any stretch, but that's just the approach that we think is best for us. And, and we feel good about having gotten a chance to have those four practice opportunities against the Chargers and the Raiders combined. And then we'll get a chance to have some inter-squad scrimmages uh, over the next week and a half or so. So again, there was Sean McVay basically shutting down the idea of seeing any real starter in the preseason here, kind of referenced last year uh, when they were looking to start some of the offense and had some, you know, bang up on the offensive line and then realizing who we were playing was like, eh, it's probably not a good idea. We did see Sue in the preseason, a few other guys. Aaron Donald this time still hadn't signed his contract. It wasn't with everybody. So uh, it is pretty interesting to see the difference in one year, how the approach is. It's still pretty similar and they've stayed pretty much on par with with how that's going to be. I'd play a clip from Jared Goff when they asked him about what his thoughts were on not starting in the preseason, but it was pretty short. It was about five seconds answer, and he was like, I'm not worried about it. Like, we did this last year. We knew we were doing this, you know, coming into this, so not worried about it at all. Next question, basically. But really gives us a good chance to look at a bunch of these other guys we're talking about. This, you know, these other 30-plus guys that are fighting for a roster spot, you know, we'll get to see a lot of action from them. Looking at the linebacker situation uh, with obviously Kaiser going down, there's going to be some more competition on who gets those reps. So uh, there's still a lot to watch for on Saturday's game. And it's the first game back since the construction has been done. $300 million construction. Uh, Jared Goff actually had a pretty good moment during the press conference about uh, it was his first time going to be back since that Dallas game that we talked about a few seconds ago, uh, but that he and Cooper Cup have split a suite for their parents 
experience. So he's excited to check out the suite. Uh, someone asked him basically if he's excited to get a suite in the new stadium or if that's going to come after the contract. He kind of laughed it off and said, oh, I'll get a suite there too. But the guys are excited to be back. It's it's all brand new. The stadium looks amazing. If you guys haven't seen it, head over to the Coliseum. They've got uh, social media all over the place. You can see a really cool video that they put up of basically a drone shot at night with the flame going and they kind of go over the top of that entryway and the lights boom on and it's bright red and it's beautiful. I can't wait to go see a game this year out at the new Coliseum. Uh, no more cranes hanging over your head if you guys were at a stadium. It was almost unsettling, and we talked about it a couple times, but you're sitting in the stands, you look up, and you've got these massive cranes like hanging over the stadium. In, in my head, I'm thinking, like, could they like lean these another way or like just gave me an uneasy feeling? But no more of that. This stadium looks amazing. All the new seats, they made more room. They've got the uh, suite boxes all done. They've got the press boxes all done. It looks great in there. And hopefully the Rams can go in there and defend their house, make a deep run in the playoffs, and host a few playoff games there would be nice. So last thing before we get out of here is we're talking about players. Uh, we've talked about Josh Reynolds here quite a bit, but not as much as the other guys, right? We're either looking at the, the starting three of Cooper, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, or we're looking at the deep end of the, the roster, right? We're looking at what's Mike Thomas going to do? What's Nasimba Webster going to do? Uh, we kind of known the, the evolution of Josh Reynolds and how he really stepped up last year. But here's Jared Goff talking about him this offseason and what he's seen and how excited he is about Josh Reynolds being a part of this offense. Yeah, I think he's really taken a huge step uh, from April to now, just, just with the way he's been playing and the, the the standard he holds himself to. I think when you're in that room with those those three guys that are starters with Robert, Brandon, and, and Cooper, you have to be at that standard. And I think Josh understands that. And Josh is 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 easily, you know, fills in and does everything that they can do and he knows that. But I have just as much faith and um, trust in him as I do in the other three. So he's he's a fourth starter for us. I know we've mentioned that, but truly a fourth starter and a guy that we can put in there in any position and any time and, and, and does a great job and, and just seeing him progress over the last year has been awesome and um, like I said I have, I have so much faith in him now. Well there you have it Jared Goff on Josh Reynolds calling him a fourth starter in the offense and I love that. I know we talked about that a little bit in the past and we've heard you know some other people in the organization kind of reference that but man that means a lot coming from the starting quarterback and as you're taking a look at it uh, and weirdly looking back last year and seeing Cooper go down and the struggle of really pushing Josh Reynolds into the forefront right away and seeing him come out and obviously there was some learning curve there but near the end of the year you started to see more production uh, Jared Goff going his way a little bit more but this is a big guy that can high point the ball a great target for Jared Goff to kind of throw it up and he's learning the system more and really understanding that you know, if there is the fourth wide receiver coming in, we're not really falling off. If anything, he feels like the expectation is at the same bar or even going a little bit higher. Uh, but this really, as I mentioned, looking back to that Cooper injury, in a weird way, it prepped him to be ready for this season to kind of come into this with the expectations of understanding playing those 
those opportunities that he got, and now really allowing us to have a deeper wide receiver bench, somewhere that we can rotate these guys, especially with Cooper coming off that injury. You're going to want to make sure not to overuse them, uh, things like that. The same that we've talked with Todd Gurley. You're kind of having other options to come in here, except for in the running back room, other than Malcolm Brown, not a lot of people have experience in the NFL. But now Josh Reynolds is a guy that we can lean to. We can go to different offensive sets if that's something McVay wants to do, put out four wide receivers. Uh, really gives him a lot more options in the playbook to kind of mess around with things and try out some different options. So really excited to hear those words from our quarterback who is excited to get all these guys out. Uh, I'm sure they are just chomping at the bit. And as Sean McVay said, we're not going to see any of these guys in the preseason, but they're going to have some inner squad scrimmages uh, that are going to have the, the same tempo uh, to those of the cross practices with the Chargers and the Raiders. So these guys will be ready. I know there's some questions about week one, week two, especially week one playing on the road. How are these guys going to be able to pull it all together? We may see a little rust in the first couple series, but for the most part, they will be ready for competitive football we're going to have a good team again this year. Not that I need to tell anybody that. But, guys, that's it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday's edition. Close out the week. We'll have the game on Saturday. We'll be back next week breaking it all down, having on some awesome guests, and getting ready for the season. As always, I appreciate you guys so much listening. We'll be talking again tomorrow. But until then, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Peace. All my life. Been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle pay the price, wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah. all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Hey Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.